I wish I could play drums, like for real. Yeah, me too. You think everyone in the band wants to play drums? Yeah, everyone wants to play drums. Right? You don't want to jump on the kit as soon as the drummer stands up. Yeah. Like, oh, I got this, dude. <laughs> I think your mic's dipping out, dude. Mine is. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Jordan's back. There we go. Oh, there you go, dude. What's oh, up, yeah. guys? What's up? Hey, man. How's it going? Good, good. So we're on episode 16. Sweet 16. Sweet 16. We're back. <laughs> Boys, we're back. Boys, we're back. Boys, we're back. Um, I wore a different so, colored shirt for the first time. I was like, every show <laughs> of wearing a black t-shirt. Right. <clears throat> and it looks good. You look good. You look great. Mixing it up. I don't know how I feel yeah. about it. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be cool if you, like, you had a green shirt on and then you put the green screen thing on and then it's just, oh, yeah. it's just like just a head. A big floating bald head. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Um, so yeah, we're back. Uh, sorry it's been a while. We've been, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on outside and within the local Rockstars camp. Um, so we're going to pick things up again. Um, so yeah, it's been a while. I know Jordan and I have been spending some time rocking out, making music. Um, yep, yep. A lot of other things going on with other projects. So a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, so that's why we've, you know, it wasn't an intentional break. It just happened. It just happened. You know? Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. So, um, so a couple, a couple other announcements. Um, well, actually one announcement and then we wanted to kind of go into the last show that happened in Bakersfield. Talk a little bit about that. Show uh, some cool photos and whatnot. Um, but uh, Delphinium, they have a live stream at Bakersfield Sound Company um, on August 26th at 8 p.m. So make sure yeah, you guys you go check that. that out. That'll be cool. Uh, so go make sure to put that on your, your calendar. I mean, people, I don't know. Do people use paper calendars, digital calendars, a mix of the, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I got a paper just, calendar hanging on my wall thanks to a Christmas gift from my mom. Oh, there you go. I have the yeah, same yeah. one from my yeah, mom. From your you mom. got a family, family one on the fridge. <laughs> yeah, so we all have a family mom Car, uh, calendar. Yeah. Um, you guys have ma matching calendars from your mom. We do. Absolutely. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Nice. We, we, I don't know if people know this, but we have the same mom. Yeah. These are facts. And almost the <laughs> same voice. Um. So yeah. So make sure to catch out that live stream. That's going to be super sweet. August twenty sixth, eight p.m. Eight p.m. Do it up for sure. And, and then uh, to go back. So this is how we met. Our next guest is um at this show. So. You know, there's the Three Days in Space show, which was held by Killer Kern Records. Um, it was a three-day event, um, which was super rad. There's tons of, like, tons of bands. We'll throw the flyer up because there's just so many bands that played. Uh, what a great weekend. There's people that, like, the Friday night, like, sold out. Like, you couldn't I, even get I think, in. I think Saturday did too, right? Saturday. Saturday I, think they also, I think they yeah. all sold out. But, like, I showed up Friday night, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go. But I... I couldn't go, <laughs> but once some, some people were able to leave cause there's capacity at the venue, we were able to kind of go in, but I was standing out there for a while going, uh, what do I do now? So I went to Pizzaville and got some <laughs> food. Um, we're not sponsored by Pizzaville. Um, but, the same, uh, almost the same thing happened to me on Saturday when I went, when I got the door, they said it sold out and I got there early before any band started playing. I just talked to the guy. I said, can I just like carry some shit in or something? You just let me in. <laughs> You know, and he was all, no, I don't know for tickets. I said, all, yeah. I said, all my, all my friends are playing today. I'd really love to see him. And he goes, no, okay. <laughs> like, all right. So That's my kind awesome. of door guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have quite the bouncers as we usually do at some of our shows. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. But it was awesome that it sold out all three days. It, yeah. I, I think people were stoked that there was live music again and it was safe. You know what I mean? It was all yeah. really good. All um, ages show, which was cool too. All ages. So yeah, there's, there's a flyer. There's a whole list of bands. Hopefully check them all out. Um, they're really good. Um, and so I, we're going to, we're going to go to school right now. We're going to do a little Google slides. Oh, look at that. Um, we're going to yeah. check out, check out some photos from the, uh, yeah. from that night. Um, band, band called Kevin and modern wives there. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah these all pictures so I, courtesy of Joseph Michael Ruiz hooked oh, us yeah. up for the show. It's pretty yes. Bad. All, Thank you, Joseph. Day. Heck yeah. The whole show had this really great kind of community vibe, didn't it? It felt like, Everybody there was so uh, supportive and, and happy to see each yeah. other and hear music. Uh, so that fantastic. that that top right one looks like I'm being possessed in some way. <laughs> yeah. Like that is like I mean Kevin. I mean look at that, but then look at me. Like I'm all blurred and possessed. It's just super weird. Um, but um, yeah, Joey took a bunch of good photos, a bunch of cool video. I'm assuming he took a bunch of video because I, you know, he usually takes little snippets here and there. Um, and then Patrick Leroy was also there taking photos. Mm -hmm. Um, he has some really cool photos too. So, um, man, what a, what a killer weekend. No pun intended. Um, hey yeah, it was, <laughs> um, it was, it was fantastic. And we got to meet a lot of new people yeah. um, from some out of town bands and from, from LA and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah we got our it boys, was super uh, cool. Tonight, some gifts on the left, and then cities you wish you were from on the right here. Yeah, look at all these all these guests that have been on our show. Little sake Ooh. bombs over there on the left. Yep. Who's that on the right? So, I can't oh, tell. The, uh, that's disasters. They, I think they played the first show yes. on uh, Friday night. Oh, I missed them then. Shuck. Yeah. Shucks. I said shuck. Shuck. I missed him. Shuck. Shuck. <laughs> I meant to say it was like shucks and fuck kind of mixed right. together, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Singular shuck. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, the crowd yeah. Was so rad. The whole the place is yeah. packed all weekend. That looks like Granny. Um, I see Granny. Yeah, there. that's Granny. He's a he's a nice he's a nice human. We got. Yeah, that guitar Dylan was playing. That was a rad looking oh, guitar. Sick. Yeah. Is that that? Is that the, like the Saint Vincent one? Yeah, that was really cool. We got Riley Greer and and Becca from Delphinium. Super rad. Yep. Yeah, that show was some so, really cool it was, shots. It was, it was yeah. so great. Yeah, the Binges yeah. killed the it. Yep. On, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last uh, last band of the the night on Sunday. Yeah, was, everything off. That was oh, uh, dude, just yeah. blew it up, dude. It was awesome. Cool. Well, good. Thanks uh, Joy, for sending those pictures. Wanted to show some of that off. Wanted to kind of thank everyone that was at the show because, I mean, everyone was just super rad and just hanging out and everyone was safe and there was no trouble and that was pretty fun. Yeah, and man, big shout out and props to Dylan and everybody from Killer Kern that put it on in, yeah. in an empty space. It was That was great. It was a great venue. Yeah, that. it was cool. It was really cool. And they had the cool uh, psychedelic, like old school psychedelic effects going on for everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Um, oh, I wanted to pull up. I think the flyer has it. I want to give him a shout out. Um, oh, it does have him on there. Yeah. If we could pull that up real quick, because that was super cool. Oh, you want the flyer? Yeah, if you could pull. 
because I think it had it on there. Um, give them a shout out because that that added some rad effect to the show throughout the all three days. Yeah, it was cool. Was that a local crew that did that? I think I so. Remember. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me find that slide real fast. Oh, here. Let's go with this. Yeah, kind of that psychedelic in the background above Kevin's head. Yeah, yeah, all that, yeah, all that psychedelic. I think stuff. they had the name of the people who did the the visual effects on the flyer. On itself. the flyer at the bottom. <clears throat> Oh man, I can't read it from here. But, Mel- oh, by Mel- Mellow Doses. Li- yeah. Liquid Light Projections by Mellow Doses. Mellow Doses, yep. Yeah, that was killer. I really liked, I really liked it. It looked great. Heck yeah. It was cool. And then um, thanks for Pat for doing all the sound. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat. Oh, my my dad's, my, my dad. See, I said dad and dog at the same time. We're, we're having problems with our I words know. today. <laughs> I can hear him, yeah. But yeah, I was at the show uh, Saturday after we saw some gifts play. I think everyone in the room, you know, I was surrounded by our musician friends, you know, and they were playing and we all kind of went, yeah, this is this is it. Like, this is what we all like, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was over. I ran, ran into Steve outside and just said, hey, we do this podcast. Would you like to come on? Right. He's like, hell he, no. And he was like, get away from me. Who are you? Bald, <laughs> baldy. And I was like, all right. Baldy like, McBalderson. I was like, a guy named Dave will email you. <laughs> I forget I asked you. <laughs> no, he was he was great. Absolutely. So yeah, you want to bring want me to introduce him and bring him in? Yeah, let's do this. Are you ready? Do we have any other announcements? Um no. Unless I no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that I can think of. <laughs> All right. So so tonight we have our guests from, from Los Angeles and uh for a better part of a decade been playing um, unassuming art rock with alternative and punk influences. I just stole that from their band camp bio. Uh, they released their third album, Not Born Enemies, in March of this year. Um, like I said, all of us at Local Rock Stars, we had a chance to see them perform at the Three Days in Space Festival uh, here in Bakersfield, California. And we were just super impressed with uh, their songwriting, their musicianship, and then getting to talk to them a little bit after the show and their friendly demeanor. So we're s- super excited to have some gifts here to talk with us. So here's a uh, Vic, Mike and, and Steve from some gifts. Welcome dudes. Thanks. Hey guys. Thanks for having us on. What's up? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for yeah, jumping I, on. I meant it when you, when you were playing, we were standing with all like, you know, the other musicians from, from our town, you know, watching you guys play and we all looked at each other and we're like, Yep, this is what we like. <laughs> like when you were playing, we're like, oh, uh-huh. I like. This is the stuff. <laughs> it was so incredible to be there and just see the. It's like an ecosystem of musicians and everything in that environment, and it was just really exciting to be there. Yeah, see it all. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I I first heard you guys from Granny. Um, I think we were. I forget where I was at, but he's like, "Hey, check out this band," and. Um, so I checked out. I was like, oh, this is sick. And then I found out you guys were going to be playing. So I was pretty stoked on that. So that's how I first heard of you guys. Yeah, the the, the invite came maybe like two months ago. And uh, we were we were talking about playing shows again. So it was really exciting to have like one of our first shows back be an out-of-town show. And um, 
to be invited by Dylan was just super nice, and he was just so friendly and um, made me feel like he really wanted us to come. You know, like which is exciting because you know when you get invited to play a show, it's 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 nice to just know that one person wants to see you. But then like meeting Granny and meeting all you guys and like just feeling like everyone actually listened to our songs before we came uh, and took it a little, you know, took it to that level of just wanting to actually hear what we sound like. And then seeing us live, it was like, it was like kind of a surreal experience in a weird way because we haven't had that too much in LA. It's, it's, you know, this is a tougher town to get people to come see you. So Bakersfield reminds me of like all the good things I like about where I'm from back East. Um, I'm from Buffalo, New York. Oh, cool. so, okay. So that's that art town, like like Steve said, there's a musical ecosystem just right there. Um, with art and everybody seems super supportive. So right off the bat, I was like, this is where I want to go next. Like I want to come back real bad. It was awesome. So. Oh, right nice. on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I hope you do. And we'll help, uh, you know, we'll help promote that for you too. Cause yeah. you know, we're, fan we're fans. Oh, for sure. Hmm. Cool. Oh yeah. Yo, I hadn't heard you guys at all, honestly, before you played. So it was, so I was just, I was super stoked. Jordan was tripping. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know Granny and Mikey already knew who you were. How did how did you meet uh, Dylan, or how did that happen? Did you... Yeah. So like, it's kind of funny how it all worked out. I, I'm trying to remember the exact how it all worked, but I feel like at some point, maybe around the start of the pandemic, I heard if it kills you. Um, it popped up in my it popped up in my like uh, Instagram somehow. I think because you guys, I think our friend Manny Nieto, who who's friends with Dylan, um, he recorded the binges. Um, oh, he okay. like, liked you guys, or you know, like maybe not even shared it or something. I don't know, but hmm. how it all worked out is I ended up checking out if it kills you, and I was just like, oh my oh, god, cool. great. And so I reached out to, uh, Ryan, I think Ryan got back to me and told me about Killer Current and like kind of sort of mentioned that like, yeah, we're on this label, you know, you should reach out to them. And so I reached out to Dylan, he was just super cool. And then it turned out that he was like, he knew Manny and he, he listened to Facts, our record that we do with Manny. He was like, you guys are great. And we'd love to do something together. And that was right before the pandemic. So we we're actually trying to do something. Uh, so it was almost like, you know, just a long wait to get to do this. It was really, that's why I think it was so awesome. Because all, all along, I've been keeping up with you guys and some of your bands. And um, it was exciting to finally get to play. So, oh, cool. Yeah, hell yeah. That's cool. So that that was your first show back since the pandemic? Second. But like our first show was Second. like an out Yeah, but that was our first. And that was honestly one of our first out of town gigs. Like we haven't done too much outside of the LA area. Hmm. So for us to get in the car and drive, you know outside of the comfort zone of LA, it was like, yeah, it was a treat to go somewhere. And uh, yeah, I think it was just a good way to, you know, get our get our feet wet again playing. And then I felt like we were really well prepared for it. Like we practiced for it. Like we, we took it seriously because we really wanted to be good. And that show was so incredible, man. I'm telling you, like, everything, all the other bands, the way you guys put it together, like, I really, we can't say enough nice stuff about it. It was really well put together. It was great. It reminded me of shows in the past where you would have just totally different mix of of genres you know of of bands playing together but everybody was just so stoked to hear what everyone was doing yeah you know that's so cool um let's let's start here let's start from sort of the beginning like what's the backstory for you guys um you know how how did you all start playing music together and 
think Craigslist, I think. I've actually played in a band with Mike a lot. I've been, Mike and I have been playing a band since, what, 2001? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Long time. You were retirement for this one, Mike? You were, you were I don't think you were. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I was pretty much, I was pretty much done playing at that point. Uh, so, you know, some guess what, June, June 2013, I think is when we, yeah, I mean, the story of the band, you know, really begins, I think with Vic, you know, you and Steve meeting up. So I don't know if one of you guys want to start with that. Well, yeah. I, I was, I had just gotten out of the military and I wanted to start like the best band I've ever had. I'm like, I'm going to find a kick-ass band. I'm just going to keep looking until I find it good musician and then i had jammed with some like some band that wore like overalls and stuff and they're all they were, <laughs> have to bring 30 people to each show and blah, blah blah and then i met vic and we jammed and he was like flinging notes like boogers like just his guitar work was crazy and i was like wow this is like some Doug marsh stuff you know so i was like i better call mike or something and try to lure him out of retirement so Started calling Mike and saying, hey, man, you want to ride a bike? Like, go cycling in uh, Manhattan Beach or something? Try to see where he was at. And, and all <laughs> Mike's on the beach, like, drinking a pina colada, dude, and you called him up. Hey, bro, you want to be in a band? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, it, it, it was like, I, I don't think we even talked about music all that much. Like, when we, we, we you know, I hadn't seen, had seen Steve in a couple of years. So, uh, you know, I knew, I knew that he was kind of still doing stuff, but, you know, I hadn't seen him in a while. And then, uh, you know, he kind of told me after a while, he, you know, he sort of told me about, you know, kind of uh, jamming with Vic. And then uh, he, he emailed some phone recordings of you two guys jamming together. Um, and I, I just remember, like, pulling it up um, and, like, listening to it. And I was like, is that, is that two guitar players? And, yeah. you know, Steve's like, no, just Vic. So I was like, yeah, man, I want to check this out. So, um, yeah, so I, I think we, uh, you know, we reconvened and, uh, you know, got started with things. Yeah, it worked out guys, pretty well. <laughs> yeah, did you guys gel right away? Yeah, our Craigslist, our Craigslist hookup worked out pretty well. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because the thing about that is what, I had just moved here, too. That's a kind of, you know big asterisk in the whole equation because I literally was in Buffalo, New York, like in 2012, I moved here around Halloween 2012. So then fast forward to June 2013. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to find something to do because like I I'd started playing with another band called Arms of Tripoli. Um, plug real quick. They're a great band. Uh, we're playing with them next Friday in Palmdale. Um, and they, they have, Palmdale, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Transplant, Transplant Brewing Company. But anyways, I started playing with those guys and um you know it's instrumental it's post-rock it's really great but i kind of missed the whole singing and being in a band thing um and and steve was just awesome like we got together like i think once or twice and it was just like super just easy it was like you know how you know how it is when you just get you get your plug in and that person just kind of gets what you're doing and you literally have three songs after two hours you're like all right we're a band uh, that was kind of how it happened. We wrote like our first EP within like the first you know, month, and um, honestly, this band has just been a really great experience of just like finding like minds. But also, we're, we're, we're you know we also have our own thing. Right? We are, like we think on such a different level, and sometimes, and I think it really helps us because um, you know it makes our sound probably what it is. Um, and the whole 
you know, trying to do something. I mean, you know, nothing's new under the sun, but, you know, try to do something unique unto yourself, right? So, like, mm-hmm. being a studio, keeping it kind of tight, trying to keep that guitar, like, sort of, like, from sounding like just power chords, trying to, like, think about what would be cool to do in the, you know, in the context of, a, you know, voicing an accord. How can you make it sound more interesting? And how can the bass and the guitar be more unique? So, like, this band really fell into place right away. And, yeah, 2013... Yeah, that's wild, right? Because flies by. Yeah. Bands bands don't last that long, so it's kind of it's kind of wild, right? So yeah. that's really cool. This is my longest, my longest relationship, guys, ever. Yeah, all, all, yeah. From Cra- all from Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. We're just meant to be. Mike played Oh yeah. Before and then uh, their drummer quit, and then I joined that band. They auditioned me, and then so I met Mike, and then we started another band. Go way back. That's awesome. Right on. That's cool. And you, I saw in your, I can't remember. I was reading your bios on different websites, but one of them, I, I liked what you said about, uh, kind of, it was like about your lives evolving, kind of like your personal lives, and then your, your music evolving as well. Yeah. So that really made me want to go back and listen to your earlier recordings and kind of listen to them chronologically. And it's like, yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. I see how it's. Yeah. It's not. It's not like radically different, but but it's definitely. Oh yeah, know, you could definitely tell that there's different there's progression uh, moods, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, get there's... we get a little, little bit angrier. <laughs> a little bit angrier as it little, goes on. A little bit more heavy. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think. I think heaviness kind of came into it with like some of the more crazy stuff going on in the world. Um, we, you know, we're all, we all do have the same sort of like stripe when it comes to how we feel about, you know, certain things. And uh, it helped us kind of synergize. I think the last record, especially Not Born Enemies was, you know, it felt really good to write those songs. And lyrically, it felt really good to share them with the guys and have to be like, hell yeah, you know, like, fuck yeah, that's what I feel too, you know? And um, it's important because if you watch a band and the singer singing and the rather band kind of looks like they're, you know, they'd rather be fishing or shopping or, you know, uh, <laughs> on the watch, right? I mean, imagine for guys, you imagine like, you know, he checking his text while you're screaming about, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. So I, I always think to myself, like, you know, the one beautiful thing about, you know, music is when you see a band and then like, like, and I, I mean, you know, that energy is like, it just pulls you in and, so the goal is to do that, you know, like to, to be a united front and, uh, you know, have our own, you know, kind of thing where we do that. So I think each record evolved. Um, each album has kind of stepped in a more heavier direction. But we still have our moments where we know how to, like, chill out a little bit, you know. Um, it's not all just, like, fierce force. Like, you know, we're not just like, Mets the whole time. Um, it's like, no, it's, yeah, it's really melodic, too. And, yeah, the goal is and there's, like, of, a constant. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, that, that's the goal. It's to give you something that, you know, ebbs and blows. I don't want it to just be like all one thing. And and that record too, like, never mind the mess, like that's that song like just punches you right in the face right when it starts too. I love that opening track. It's so rad. Yeah. Um and from um one track that really stood out to me too from um is uh All Washed Up. Oh. Yeah, yeah I love that song. Man. I was just that like, song's rad. What's yeah. up, 
Yeah, that's cool. That's a fun song. That that's a that so that's a good example of writing a song about something that everyone can kind of relate to, right? Mm-hmm. When you when you hit a certain age. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You feel like a little old. You're a little too old to go to rock shows. You start to feel kind of <laughs> like I went to see. I remember I went to see like um, my friend's group Love. They played a show and early on before they were ridiculous and huge and like. I like stood next to this fourteen-year-old girl and this fifteen-year-old boy, and I was like, and they were like loving it. And I'm like, man, this is cool, but it felt weird because then I realized everybody was fifteen and fourteen and sixteen. Thirty-nine-year-old <laughs> yeah. guy was just like, I'm a kid, strong. It's like you're a chaperone. Like, <laughs> that's kind of you know the, the song isn't about that, but it's just the idea of right. kind of right. learning that it's okay to like accept that life moves on. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's all good. And, you know, there's some perks, you know, because now we get that age where we get like a reunion tours from bands we liked when we were teenagers, you know, you get super pumped. <laughs> Mikey and I went and saw a bunch of those bands. Maybe we, you know, we didn't get to see when we were like 17, but yeah. they got back together for a tour. And it's like, yes, you know, here we are at the right. Jawbox show or the final. You know, exactly. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Were you guys at that show in L.A.? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was there, too. Oh, nice. Oh, right on. Hell yeah. yeah what, what theater was that? I forgot the name of it. It's the the Regent Theater, yeah. The Regent, yeah. It has yeah. like the sloping, the kind of sloping floor. Yeah, dude, my leg, my muscles were yoked. It's like I worked <laughs> out, dude, just like standing. Standing on the incline. So uh, how would you how would you guys describe your band's sound? Like, I know, I know that's sort of a hard thing to answer, but um, it's, it's, it's it in your bio it describes it as alternative but i know that's sort of like so i just kind of want to see what maybe maybe talk about some of the influences and maybe that would sort of kind of help it's like a safe word <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i, I have yeah. it's me yeah i don't even know <laughs> i feel like we i feel like the one constant for us is melodic but like that can be so cheesy and stupid like I just think it's really important for people to like kind of never hear, never hear a thing and, and not want to hear it. You know, like I want to, I don't want to turn people off. You know what I mean? Like by describing the band. Right. <clears throat> the worst thing you can do is be like, oh, we sound like this. And like, I hate that. Like, oh, no, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. It had to happen once in a while. I was talking to someone and I was like, but, you know, I, I, I assume they didn't know anything about music because, you know, that's what we do, right? We just assume. And they're like, what kind of music is it? I'm like, oh, it's like Nirvana. And like, oh, I hate that. And I'm like, I mean, not like Nirvana. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, did like, I say Nirvana? Like, I meant I like Nirvana, but like, because you're just trying to be nice and generic, and right? It's presumption. I can be very presumptuous, so I try not to do that. It's like something I'm working on. Yeah, but, totally. But yeah, I would say like, I would say we're like more of an aggressive indie rock band. Um, we're 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 definitely not, you know, like. We're not playing anything that's like crazy technical, but it's not, you know, it definitely doesn't fall into the bracket of like, you know, just rock. Like mm-hmm. it's more than that. So, so in New York, it's probably the safest term you can use if you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Like using that. Yeah, the way to describe music, just the word alternative. Yeah, I never, I always have trouble articulating like what I mean. You know, it's this yeah. alternative band. It's kind of like I've used that often too, and it's like, eh, well, I don't know. Yeah, Probably like you even say, you're like, I don't even like... know what that means, but whatever. <laughs> no, 
like, like I, I just throw out bands like Hot Stakes, um, Mets, Polvo, yeah. Still to Spill. Oh, like, did Twilight. you say Mets? Do you say Mets? Mets. Yeah. yeah if you blend yeah. Mets, Polvo, and Built to Spill, you're probably close to where we stand. Mets is badass. But it's a little louder and crazier, but it's also like melodic and. I'm singing, but I'm also yelling <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, bands like Mogwai, I know Mike, and, uh, what, The New Year, and all yeah. these other melodic indie bands. I mean, that's a huge influence on me, at least. Yeah, Mike, what would you say your biggest influence about? Um, yeah, actually, the, the stuff that I really listen to is, is not, <laughs> like, it doesn't really sound anything like some gifts at all. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think like the, uh, I listen a lot to um, uh, maybe like uh, softer rock music from like the 60s and the 70s. I mean, this is growing, this is, I don't know, it just reminds me of like road trips with my parents, like when oh, I was yeah. a kid and my dad would have on the radio, you know, like while we were driving and stuff. Like I think that that kind of, you know, brings you back to a good place, you know, kind of like Steve said, you know, a lot of maybe kind of like, I don't know what the, the, the term is, college rock from like late 90s, yeah. early 2000s. Mm. Say, so, you know, maybe bands like Seam, uh, New Year, you know, Bedhead, um, like, you know, kind of that kind of stuff. And then I think, you know, maybe like more commercial, like uh, alternative rock, you know, from that, that, that period of time too. So, you know, uh, yeah, just, just a whole lot of different mixes of things. So, yeah. Soft rock, huh? Sorry. 50s, 70s soft rock. I like that. Dude, well, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be busting that out when we go on the road trip next week to Palmdale. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be torturing yeah. you with like Alan Parsons Project and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, dude. There you go. Do some sing-alongs, sing-alongs in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I get that. Like whenever if I'm in the in the car and just any soul any soul song comes on from like the sixties, seventies, I'm always surprised. I'm like, I know every word. I know, I know all the words. Yeah. I know all of these songs, you know, and just right. Yeah. yeah. I mean maybe this is how you get the alternative like uh, moniker, I guess. You take all these bands you just suggested and just like shake them in a blender. Be like Yeah, I mean I, all I remember, of these things. You know? I remember years ago like a friend of mine heard a band I was in, we were playing a gig and he just kinda like came up to me and was like, Dude, have you ever heard of um it was like uh, television? And I'm like and I hadn't really heard him and it was weird because we didn't really sound like them, but my guitar playing apparently was very similar to not Tom Berlin, but the other guy, uh, Lloyd, I think, or Lloyd or Robert Lloyd. I can't remember the guy's name. I've been trying to remember his name for the last couple of days. But anyways, <laughs> but apparently the guitar player in that band has a very interesting singular kind of picking style and plays a lot of chords. And, and so I didn't even realize it, but like when I went back and listened to Marquis Moon, I was like, oh, I can see that. Oh, and I then, get it. And I talked to Granny Wheeler about this at uh, at Bakersfield, uh, who's a uh, super sweet dude. He, he he brought up something in one of our songs, uh, Defective Detective, saying, you know, I don't know if you listen to them, but this that actually reminds me a lot of television. And I was like, it's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of how the world works. So I feel like you, you infuse the thing that you like, but you don't do it intentionally. You just It sort of, like, just happens in your song. And then you realize, oh, I'm inadvertently channeling heart. Mm -hmm. like, I'm inadvertently channeling. Right. Yes, you know, like I don't even realize I'm doing that. But 
you know, it's like the beautiful part about music is if you don't force it and you let it happen naturally, that's how it becomes your own thing, I feel like. And, yep. you know, when you start to try to sound like bands, it kind of becomes obvious. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so, you know, if you ask me, like, what we sound like, I would say, yeah, we're like a weird mishmash of all sorts of, yeah, everything we've probably ever listened to, ever. Ever. And then sometimes I was listening to your music too. Sometimes you do you just throw another song in there at the end. Like uh, I forget which one it was, but you guys went into the Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, adolescent. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that was almost like just a tongue in cheek. Hey, here you go. Yeah. So how did that happen? I don't even remember. <laughs> I mean, I think it was. I think it's because of the lyrics, right? I mean, the, the song uh, "Adolescence." You know, it's about growing yeah. up. Um, you know, as, as a teen, and then. Um, like I think it happened to be roughly in the same key. Yeah, it was the same. And key. then, we're like, I think we tried it, and then we're kind of like, yeah. "Why not?" So yeah, I was driving driving around listening to that, and then all of a sudden it's going into teenage wasteland, and I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is cool." <laughs> That's awesome. I like how there's a meme up there at the top. That was pretty funny. That's awesome. We won't tell Pete Townsend. I don't know how he would feel about that. But. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no one's called us yet. So. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Well, well, we did make money from that French TV show somewhere. Yeah, off that album. Yeah. Somebody in France used the song off that album for a commercial somewhere. So I never got to see the commercial work. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Oh, that's crazy. We've got royalty checks. We're like, wow, really? Cool. Yeah. That's right. Nice. Super random. Hey, so Mike mentioned, you know, listening to music in the in the car and road trips with his with his parents. But did you guys did you come from like musical backgrounds in your families or have instruments around the house? Uh, for me, yeah, it was. Um, uh, I played in the marching band in high school, so you know, <laughs> little, little nerd action going on there. So I was, uh, <laughs> you go like this when you say it. You get push the glasses. Yeah, that's, up my, nerd, that's my nerd. That's my nerd face right here. <laughs> Um, so, uh, trombone and euphonium. Nice. I yeah. believe that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's man. Awesome. You gotta hold it up. You gotta, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's rad. Did you play, um, drums in high school? No, I just needed something to do after high school. My brother's like, why do I kid? And I was like, sure, I guess. I thought I wanted to be Dave Lombardo, so I just try to do drum fills all the time and stuff, and then I grew up with like music constantly, and my uncle played guitar, and I think my cousins played instruments, and yeah, so that's just music all around, and Latin jazz, and then death metal, and that's right. Four rack Tom Pearl kid with two kick drums, I know how to play, save my life, still can't, but you know, <laughs> I was like, sleepy, that's where I'm at right there. Yeah, you just you started, like, you started, which you ones started do I need? Kick. Yeah, started with. 30 and then I went down to three. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, my, my mother encouraged me to play guitar when I was like eight. Um, and she didn't really play it, but she sang really well. Um, my father was from Romania. So he had a weird kind of background where he like listened to a lot of actually really like country music. Yeah, I think for country music and westerns, being you know Eastern European, for some reason they love mm-hmm. that. Um, and he loved Irish folk music, 
So my mom's staying Irish folk music in a, in a club in, in Manhattan. So that's how they met. So, or no, it was in Queens. But needless to say, like, I just kind of got into guitar as a kid. And it was one of those things where it just stuck. You know, just, I kept playing. Like, and I kept obsessing over it. <laughs> like, I, I think I scared my mom a little, you know, because I was just like that kid in his room. And, you know, and I didn't learn by, like, like, I didn't go into it learning um, theory or anything like that. It was just more like a, you know, I listened to music and I, like, wanted to be like, I want to play the songs I heard. So I learned everything by ear. So, like, you know, uh, Crazy Train came on when I, and on, 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 a, on a tape of my friends, and the guitar was there. And I started playing it. And it, and it was wrong. I was playing it totally wrong. But I could figure out where the notes were supposed to be. And he's like, how do you know how to do that? I'm like, I don't know. And, you know, this is like one of my 12. And so, like, it just kind of happened. You know, like, throughout time, I just became a little more comfortable picking out notes and, you know, figuring out how to play songs. And then I became that weird kid who everyone wanted to be in a band with, even though, like, nobody liked me. <laughs> I was, like, kind of the social, like, I was like, cool. But, you know, he has a guitar, though. And so, like, by the time I got to high school, it was different. But, like, you know, my first few years as a, as a kid it was I was that awkward teenager who had the guitar um and uh, was was almost embarrassed of it or ashamed of it you know I was like oh I don't want to play you know and then and then you know as you get older you just kind of keep doing it and then yeah eight so eight to well I'll tell you what you know long time for you so much <laughs> long time did it make you cool in high school though you said it was high school a different story were you cooler in high school because you could play guitar I did it it was weird I had that chip on my shoulder my whole life. I've always had that weird like chip on my shoulder about stuff. And you know, as a as a kid learning how to play, I guess learning playing guitar in high school was funny because you'd think it'd be like the coolest thing in the world, but it was like I, I was kind of awkward about it. Like, I didn't I didn't want to be that kid. I like almost fought against that every step of the way. You know, it's like, so weird. Like if, if I gave into it, I would have had so much more fun. I'm sure. <laughs> high school would have been a lot better. I bet. <laughs> yeah i, I kind of like that though when you see like the really young bands it reminds me of when you know i was really young and in bands and it's just like so fucking important like wow. you know awesome <laughs> yeah and they're, they're like so emotional about it you know and i'm like i love it man. i love seeing yeah the younger people playing music inspire me man. like the, the hardcore scene that i came up through in buffalo like it's all about that and like oh for I, sure in buffalo hell yeah yeah, like I, I was in a hardcore band when I was, you know, 18 called Union and we toured and did all this crazy stuff. And like, to me, growing up with music was like, as you have to like expose kids to that. Like, it's such a, that's the alternative to like, you know, I mean, sports are fine, it's cool, but like, you know, I, I, I always side with the art weirdos any day of the week from the jocks. This is weird. I get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you guys write, I was, I want to, yeah, I want to hear about your songwriting process because it seems like there's almost like a, such a call and response like style. I guess that's because, you know, you're like a one guitar band. I mean, like with the vocals and the guitar work, right. it's almost like if you put those two on a plane, like that energy is always constant you know and it's just kind of like trading off back and forth and it seemed to me like it would be difficult to write those types of songs so i wonder what the the songwriting process is like for you guys or do you have one 
you kind of just bang stuff out. I mean, a lot of it is just like the riff will happen in the moment, and then Mike will catch on to it, play bass to it, or Steve will start playing some really cool drum beat. And, you know, we'll kind of work in this sort of way where we, 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 meet, we meet in the middle nicely because, you know, like the, the hardest thing to do as a band is to write a song like, like I can't really come into the whole song again because, you know, it just doesn't feel right. It's like, like I'll come up with a, like a riff maybe or like a verse and a chorus idea, but even those will kind of get bent into something else. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it's better that way because then it makes our sound more a band. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Do you feel we like- do. We do a lot of iteration. So yeah. I guess first, um, we record all of our rehearsals, um, just mm-hmm. on like a little stereo record, like one of those little Zoom stereo recorders. Right. That's cool. So you know, like Vic said, you know, like uh, you know, we'll start banging out ideas, um, and then you know, at the end of rehearsal, you know, usually the next day, like we'll post it, um, and all three of us will listen to it, and then we'll you know kind of talk about it over the week you know, over text messages and stuff. And then we try it again the next weekend after that. Usually, you know, Steve will say like, oh, I got an idea here. Like, you want to change this, you know, or, you know, like I might come up with something, you know, like some kind of thing. And then we just kind of iterate until it feels good to all three of us. So um, I think, you know, uh, yeah, it's definitely an iterative process. It probably takes us about, I don't know, three or four different rehearsals to like finalize something. So, um, and then usually Vic will come back in, you know, after the music is written, Vic will come in with the lyrics. Like you usually have like some kind of working title um, and, you know, uh, come up with the lyrics uh, after the music is done. Do you guys ever find, since you do record everything, do you guys find that you go back to stuff that you haven't used to try to pull those out and work on that? Or do you 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 go back to stuff or do you just kind of write it off if you don't, nothing comes out of it? We do. We're, do. we're doing that right now, actually. There's uh, um, uh, there's a handful of songs that we were working on for Not Born Enemies did make the cut. Um, and I think, you know, we were playing one last weekend. Um, we were like, wow, this is this might be good for the, good for the next one. So nice. That's cool. So, yeah. Vic never Vic is a riff monster. Like this guy never runs out of ideas. They just so you'll play with some people. They have a hard time writing stuff. Not this guy. Like he just he starts putting stuff out there all the time. And and what's cool about these guys too is like if we're really not feeling it, then we'll back off on it. Maybe reapproach it down the road. But yeah, no, mean, nobody gets hurt. Like it's it's a pretty good process. We're a little precious here and there on little things, but we have fun with it and we work yeah. through it. But I mean, stuff. at the end of the day, I think oh yeah i mean we made it last for eight years and yeah. it still feels good and we're having fun yeah, yeah something's working <laughs> right right but yeah. like our best stuff just comes out so fast even with the fun stuff like cheap porcelain just like comes out or like for me i won't even some songs i won't even have the jump parts finished until like a week before i go to the studio and i'm like i need to finish this so you know once you get to the studio that's it so but yeah it's it's great i mean it's it's just so awesome because like I'll stop midway through the song and like, oh, I have an idea. And I'm like, let's try this, and you know, we'll try it, and it works for him. So, and Vic comes up with lyrics like the next night. He's got, you know, six paragraphs of lyrics for one song. It's like, well, yeah. Well, the funny part is like a lot of times, the biggest challenge for me used to be um, trying to trying to map a melody here. And for some reason, as a trio with Mike's bass playing and the way Steve plays drums, it's like 
it's really easy. It's more rhythmic. This band has a lot of rhythm that, like, I mean, you know, that's not stupid, but, like, there's a lot of actual rhythm between the instruments, like, the way the bass drum, bass kind of locked in. Like, they pay attention to that stuff and actually map it with the vocals, even though, like, we may not even consciously do that on purpose. Mm. There's things I sing on purpose the way I sing them, and it's weird because, like, I'll even, like, I'll literally, like, move it like it's a mini program. I'll move, like, a phrase just a little bit because I realize it has to be just a little later. And like like a, a good example of that is Layers of Lawyers, like that song on Earth Not For Anything. There's this whole part where I'm screaming and I used to just blow through it now. But then when we started doing the demos for it, I was like, Oh, I need to actually really think about this. Like the the way that the way that the thing hits and stops and there's this you know, this long note. It's cool when you write songs like that. You actually have to sort of like stop and think about what you're doing on a level where like, you know, before that like, I wouldn't Give them a shit. I would have just been like, you're just scream through it. Another band. But for some reason, with this band, I've, I've paid more attention to that. And I think that level of detail, I hope it shows. I mean, I feel like it does. Um, it's definitely, I like it. It makes me happy because you know, it makes me feel like it's more work, but it's also a reward to hear it. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that song's great. Yeah, that sounds great. That it's it's kind of cool. Like, if you think about like how you can slide something like that and drastically change a song on like feel and you know what I mean? Like, it, that's how much power is in just a little bit, little change, right? Yeah. It's pretty cool because when you when that happens, like we're writing songs with people, and they're like, "Okay, let's move this part," and then just like just hits, and you're like, "Okay, dude, that's that's awesome." A lot of good moments like that. It's cool. Yeah, and it feels good. You're like, "Oh, that feels better," right? Like, yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so, do you guys write a lot? It sounds like you said you had uh, a couple of songs that didn't make the cut for the last album. Are you? And then uh. You know, Vic being a, a riff machine. Yeah. You guys, do you guys write? A, are you like really prolific in your writing, or do you write like, "Here's what we got. This is going to be the album." And it's funny because we write a lot of stuff and randomly kind of forget about what we've written and then go back to it. And go, oh, this is really cool. Um, and we, I mean, we probably have at least ten other tunes that we could probably reference right now and work on that are just like from over the years. I mean, going back to 2014, 2015. Um, honestly, it's just, it's just, I, I think it's because we only have so much time, you know, like we, we're not the band that can get together three times a week. So because we only have that three hour window, cause especially now that we have, we have kids and jobs and we're trying to like, we use our, our, we're very dedicated to our three hour practice window on Sunday morning at nine o'clock, <laughs> you know, show up with a cup of coffee. Like we're the band that drinks coffee. You know, we're, we're, we're not, you know, we're not the, I mean, I, I you know, I would drink later when it's okay at night when the kids are in bed but like i'm the guy that like shows up with a cup of coffee and i want to like i want to be laser focused on that whatever 30 minutes that we have planned for you know bakersfield or those you know the new record we're working on like i i think and and because we all have that same work ethic the work ethic is what makes us i think a good band and i think that's what made us last this long because you'll find when the work ethic starts slipping or the, the desire to spend that three and a half hours becomes it becomes a chore then you don't write as many songs and also if you you know um because you have a limited amount of time you really focus on it you really like you really during the weeks Steve's like listening to the tracks and trying to remember oh I, this is what i did or mike's listening to it or i'm listening to it writing lyrics so i feel like we're doing our homework almost like like we take it real seriously in that sense because it's limited the time is limited we only have so much time to work you know so it's like 
you know, you got you got to make it, you got to really maximize that. So you know, you probably have a lot more songs <laughs> if we had one more day a week or you know, a lot of different. But that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm happy with it because it makes it the material I think stronger in that sense. Oh yeah, and you guys are productive. I mean, you have like three full lengths and what, like a couple EPs and yeah, with a, with a lot of tracks on it. There's a lot of tracks yeah. on those yeah. records, so that's cool. And we've cool. got three other songs that are already demoed that we didn't put on this last album, and then we've got like five working ones for the next one already. And yeah, about yeah, about six other ones that have no title or nothing to date by it. Those little Zoom recorders are priceless because yeah. you just plug them in and then, you know, you record and then you're like, oh, that riff was great or that jump part that I'll never remember again is good and just go for it. Right. I'll never you remember just, that part. I hope that you guys the, recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You just put that in the middle of the room and, and the whole time you're practicing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just plug it in, run it for three hours and then uh, chop it up. So, you know, and then export MP3s of the songs after every rehearsal. So, Jordan, yeah. it seems like we need to get a Zoom and not use our phones anymore. Yep. I, yeah, I totally wrote that down right here, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, Noted down, dude. Recorder. Yeah. Phones uh, are good too. Like if, if you've got like uh, like the, the newer iPhones, um, yeah. they they change the mics. Like it used to be cell phone audio was terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah, they but seem to I, sound I think, pretty decent. Like the twelve sounds pretty good when we record it. Yeah, I think they they finally realized that people are taking these things to concerts, and right. you know, so they they made their mics better about reacting to high sound pressure levels so yeah that's cool so yeah i tried I, I think i said this maybe in our last podcast but i was trying to record something just here in my room and at the beginning of the song i thought oh this would be cool if it had like a kind of a crummy acoustic guitar sound i was like i'll just grab my phone i won't use any mics or anything and it sounded great i was like oh damn it that sounds <laughs> almost that's not what i wanted as, yeah <laughs> as, but put this mic up to it it sounded really good <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Hey, uh, do you guys, I, I think uh, it'd be kind of cool to get everyone like a little sample of one of your guys' tracks. Maybe we could, we can stop right here, play a track, and we come back into more questions that we have. Yeah. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Dave, do you want to queue up one of those one of those songs and give people a little little taste, a little taster's choice, dude? A <laughs> little taster's choice. Uh, what, yeah, um, what, what, song, what song did we uh, decide we were going to play up, guys? Uh, never, never mind. mind. Never mind the mess. Cool. Right? Never mind the mess. Yep. Perfect. All right. Never mind the mess. Buy some gifts.
Oh, dude, I told you, Taster's Choice, dude. <laughs> that song's rad. That song's so good. I'm glad you like that song. Nice. I, Thanks. I, I feel like that song to me is a fun song to listen to because what we recorded it, we recorded it with Ben Moore um, in San Diego, and it was just such a trip working with that guy. I was just telling Steve because it's like we use the drums, the same drums that they used on like the last Hot State stuff, you know, and it's just like. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just cool. Yeah, you know I mean, like, you, you, you can't. <laughs> Deny those drums, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. What are you gonna do there, right? Yeah, Ben Moore is just an incredible guy to work with. Yeah. And we went down there. It was like during the pandemic, pretty much. Yeah. We we're like, I think we're okay. And they're like, Yeah, okay, come on down. So we went down, and it was just an awesome trip for us to go through. And uh, rented an Airbnb, stayed down there, and made a couple trips like that, and did the album with him, just us in the studio with him, and. Uh, his sound and his mixing technique he mixed it and recorded it and it's incredible how, how long were you there so we did two sessions i think we did actually uh one was uh beginning of 2020 uh back i think right right when we were starting to learn about the word coronavirus <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. But, like it was right. Right. Then, at that point, it was like a thing in Asia, but it didn't really hit the United States. So we were kind of like, OK, let's just go do this. Right. Um, so we were there for I think three days. Um, and then uh, was it July last year? June yeah, it was or like, June, June or July? The second wave. And we were like, oh, things should be OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seemed like it was yeah, it seemed like it was like getting better. And so um, you know, like uh, spent another three days down there finishing up the next batch of songs. So, and then the the mixing and uh, you know finalizing the record, like we all just did remotely, you know, over the internet. That's cool. And we were talking before we started, but that's that's your first studio album, right? Like where you went to a studio and had someone else enjoy yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first record that we've done um, where uh, all three of us got to play in the room at the same time while we were recording. That's cool. Um, so, uh, you know, up, up until then, like, we we sort of been doing everything sort of piece by piece. So our early records, you know, we did a lot of our own self-recording and it was like, you know, what uh, we're, you know, we're in one room, like, there's not really a lot of, like, isolation, so it's like, Okay, let's do the drums. Okay, now let's do the bass. Now let's do the guitar, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of like stacking tracks like that. Um, even with uh, Facts, uh, the album before Not Born Enemies, like we did a, a lot of it just in, in that same manner, where we we're kind of piecing it together. So when we worked with, uh, you know, Steve was Steve uh, when Steve brought up the idea of uh, having us record uh, uh, down in San Diego, you know, we were like, yeah, it's gonna be our first chance to. To, to be in the same room together. Uh, I think it made a pretty big difference too. Yeah, night and day. Yeah, I mean, we practiced a lot for that. And, you know, especially me, I don't really listen to the lyrics so much, so I still need to learn Vic's lyrics, but um, the rhythm and stuff, and we're tracking all that stuff without vocals and just, you don't want to waste, you want to be efficient when you go down there and just- Oh, sure. Bring it live, you know, you, everything is captured. So yeah. The, we're, we're super proud, I think, of just how we performed on that, to have all the tracks pretty much live, and then he mixed yeah. it down, and he's incredible at mixing and stuff, and then Vic did some of his best 
best vocal work on that too. Yeah, it was like it was it was what was really nice, like Steve just said, we we able we basically tracked everything live. That's pretty much all live. I just added guitar parts, um, and I didn't even really add that many guitar parts. I mean, I feel like I, I it was one of those situations where somehow he managed to get like just good first takes from me, because um, usually I have to go back and do some touch up work, and I think we were so focused on just like being able to do it in the short amount of time we gave ourselves, uh, and I really think that's a good challenge as a band to try to like not spend 10 days but do it in three days and like you know because you you don't get lazy you, you really are like razor like laser sharp and razor focused on like what you're doing and um it gets the best result I think. so like that's probably how we'll do it from now on that whole experience made me realize you know we're we just sound better together yeah it's cool that you have that live vibe too in the recording or in the in the studio right so that that makes it that comes across really well yeah, we should probably I've, focus on playing, right? Instead of trying to also record everything yourself. And, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah for me, like, yeah, writing that line between, like, uh, shoot, I got I to gotta record, and then I got to play stuff, and then, you know, should I be should I be the person, like, I'm, I'm the bass player in the band, but as the person who's recording, like, should I be making, like, production decisions or not? Right. You know, and it's, like, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot clearer uh, to work to work with like an outside person, um, you know, especially uh, one who has like uh, you know, like a, sort of like an established vibe like Ben does. Um, it just makes the recording process like a lot smoother. So, yeah, it's good. it turned out great, man. It sounds great. Your first two albums sound great too, though. I have to say. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, we worked with some, uh, some, uh, you know, we, we did for a lot of it, we did the recording ourselves to send off somebody mix, somebody to mix it. Um, and we worked with uh, the first few records, or the, like, uh, with the Wind Instantly record and the, our very first EP, we worked with uh, Howard Karp. Um, I don't think he really does much music these days, but uh, he, he's a friend of ours from way back when. Um, he used to work with uh, a recording studio when recording studios were, you know, like big recording studios are kind of a thing here in LA. So I, I think he, you know, he'd worked on like some like Stone Temple Pilots and like Audio Slave stuff. So, you know, like he's uh, pretty amazing at making things jumping out of speakers. Um, and then, you know, for facts, of course, we work with Manny Nieto uh, here in LA, um, who works with a lot of different bands um, out here, uh, who also did, uh, um, you know, works with a lot more like aggressive band and stuff and they're kind of moving in that sort of like heavier direction. I mean, Manny did the Breeders too and he's kind of influenced by Albini and stuff and Manny's done a ton of them. Um, a ton of great artists and a lot of great LA bands too. That's awesome. I love it. Right on. Um, I wanted to unless jordan you had a couple any other questions about recording kind of wanted to just get get kind of a scope on the la scene like what's what what's that like um so you guys have been in la band forever so it's like what what's it like to play shows down there is it hard to find a find bands to play with like what what's it like there because you know it's every time i've tried to play it it's it's hit or miss it's kind of but i don't live there so i'd like sure. to kind of get your guys perspective on that has, has any airbands played here? I was just yeah. 
Yeah. Is because yeah. I feel like I feel like everyone has either pretty bad LA experience playing or really good that that one time they played here that was great. And uh, we've we fortunately like found some cool bands to gel with. Um, there's you know I'll give a quick shout out to a couple of LA bands also listening, but like the Pretty Flowers. Uh, Noah Green's a good songwriter. He's he's a you know he's a really good friend and um, his band's really cool. Uh, we're playing with those guys in Niner Niner actually in September at the Highland Park Bowl. So I'm bringing oh, right on. I'm bringing Niner Niner to town. I'm really excited about that. Um, nice. To me, that's the exciting thing about having a little foothold in a couple of venues is I can start doing what I want to do because I don't like being a band on a bill. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like I don't like I don't like having a time slot and then just showing up and playing it and leaving. Like I like to play with other bands. I like to like curate a night and like have it be a cool event and like have you know the 30 or 40 people that show up to the show you know be like into all the bands not just their friends that they came to see um it's hard to do that sometimes in LA because everyone's so you know I'm, like you know if they're not glued to their phone they're you know they're looking at their Fitbit or they're like you know just not you know focusing on anything other than themselves so it's challenging but I mean we've been lucky we found some really cool LA bands to jive with our friends mean heat uh another shout out to simon and teddy they're amazing if you ever want to hear a killer like just they kind of have this like desert rock vibe but, like by way of like amphetamine reptile records like mm-hmm. it's just it's really good and like you know there's just so many good bands that we've kind of gotten to like play with i mean our buddies aren't to tripoli uh our buddy tony had a band for a while we would play with they were cool Since the, uh, the patience and the patients another they're incredible uh trio uh, and kindred experience trios we love trios um you know, i see a theme <laughs> they're, they're easier to play with because like you could just share gear <laughs> everyone's easier to set up and take down no, no. Like, we don't we don't like their music we just it's just easy to set up <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding those bands are awesome yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing we, we are we're, we're, we find bands that we like that like us and it's like that's kind of the goal you know so just to because it's such a gigantic like i don't want to call it a shit show that kind of is a shit show right um, to play the club scene here to like try to get into the roxy and you know play those like showcases and like i mean if i was 28 sure you know like that right. Why not? But we're like we're at a point where we're making good music that we like, and I don't want to waste our time. So like our Friday, Saturday night, if we're gonna play a show, I want it to be a fun experience. So like, LA's music scene is probably way different than what we know, or what I'm describing is probably like, it's way better. But like, but we there's a couple of cool little venues like the Old Town Pub's a cool little bar we played a bunch at. Um, you know we've we've done a few nights at this weird little bar in North Hollywood that. You know, I would I would play there again for fun, but it's it's you know it's called uh what UBG Universal yeah. Bar and Grill, um like there's some cool places that do shows and that do support local music. Um, you just have to like find them. It's it's a lot like um it's a lot like playing in New York City, uh, right. it's like you know like Bakersfield, for instance, probably has what four really good places to play, right? That you know, of, or maybe three. That even yeah. say these are the places to go, right? Yeah. Uh, that's like Erie, Pennsylvania, or Buffalo, New York. You know, what I mean, like you just—that's that, why I love those towns because they—they—they they have their thing. You know, it's baked into mm-hmm. the, the scene. Whereas here, 
a new venue could pop up tomorrow. Like everyone's into the echo, but then next week they're not into the echo. They're show right, them. right. So it's whatever. Just play where you want to. But the LA's cool. It's just, it's just, you know, it's what you make of it. So. So it sounds like you're, you're trying to find <clears throat> bands to play with that basically were like, you know, people are going to be turned on by it because they like your band and they're your, they're kind of yeah. your crowd, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we have a few friends that want to come see us, I'm like, you got to check out this band and like, it's cool. They'll expose if it's just a few people, but you know, it's, it's like, it's like the idea that you're developing something that just rather than just like playing your music for the fuck of it. You know, you're actually like trying to like actually get out there and do something with it. So so I feel like it, it serves more of a purpose. It's harder in LA, but you know you can do it. You certainly can do it. Right on. Yeah, that was kind of our experience playing in bands uh, back in the day. It's been a while for me. Mikey's been playing consistently, but we would kind of do uh, like exchanges like that too, like from bands from different cities. You know, yeah. like we'll hook you up with the show, you hook up us up with the show, and you know, yeah. your friends are probably going to like our friends, and it'll. Yeah, a I mean, little kind of jive. Yeah. Just want to make it like a little more fun because otherwise it's just another Friday night to the ten people you brought out, you know, and that's it. You know, so. that's cool. Well, and it's kind of hard to, I mean, from from out of town bands like trying to find those other spots to play that aren't like the big the big venues, right? Where right. they're trying to. Um, so it's kind of cool. You shout out a couple venues there that people might be able to check out. Um, to play some if people are coming out of town. Yeah, like the whiskey's called, and they they want you to sell like two hundred dollars worth of tickets, and right, you know, be open up for some eighties band that like had a single <laughs> eighty seven, and you're like, nah, that's not really my crowd. I'm good, you know. You're like, I'm all right. Here's some nightmare <laughs> again, loading out. You're using the crap drums or whatever, and that's it. Get off the stage, kid. Next one, kind of deal. You know, we've been really lucky. There's a lot of cool little venues. I'm trying to think of it, but Old Town Pub, Orange County, we haven't even played that many clubs out there. I mean, they have big clubs, and we've never been there. Yeah, so. we, we scratched the surface a little bit, but not quite enough to, you know, like we played Santa Ana a few times. But like anything, I mean, I think it's really, at this point, to play a show, it's, it's like, I just want it to be a fun experience. I don't want to just, like, just play just to play. Like, I yeah. want to actually enjoy it, you know, so if, if, I, if I could be a little pickier about it right now, especially, like, getting time away from the family to do it, you know, like, it's like, you know, it's important to, like, make it count, you know, like, for, for us, like, to have it be fun, so. Oh, yeah, that makes total sense, yeah. For sure. I always think yeah. So, I'm going to ask this question, Mikey, because we ask every band this. We were talking to Mike about this uh, before before we went live. But uh, we always ask the bands if they have any kind of crazy stories from the road or any kind of weird, weird experiences with other bands that you might want to share. I mean, I got yeah. stories, but like, <laughs> our band itself, we don't have too many stories with the band. Uh, we've only gotten to travel a little bit. I mean, we went to San Francisco. Or... Yeah, we went to San Francisco. That was fun. Um, oh, well. You know, what's funny about that is driving around for two hours to find a parking spot to play a show. That is a problem. Yeah, no that, was yeah. that was really fun. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, I like as I'm driving around, I'm realizing why didn't I just get a get a get a lift? You know, get a, what? 
Right. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. That's a learning experience. Like, note to self. Next time I go to San Francisco. And then when you do find a spot, you're like, do I really want to park there because of this, this, and that that's going on right there? Uh, maybe I'll just keep finding and see if I can find another one. Yeah, it was like the broken glass. I was like, I don't care. Found it. Gone. Done. It was yeah, funny. Bars there, but it's a nightmare to get there and bring yeah. your equipment in. It's a total nightmare. Yeah. I mean, that's just like our experience. Yeah. Where'd you Where'd you play there? I can't remember. Rio, El Rio. El Rio, I think. Yeah. Rio. Uh, it was a really good yeah, I think so. big bar and a big stage somewhere in the back. Yeah, it's on the fly there. El Rio, El Rio, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we had a, we had some friends who were in a band up up north. Yeah. Um and we were like, Hey, we want to come up and play a show and they they attached us to one of the shows that they were doing, so worked out. So yeah, that was our that was our road trip. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I so when I when I when I played a show with If It Kills You in uh, San Francisco, we uh, <laughs> it was around when there was SantaCon. So I'm not even joking. Like there was, there was hundreds and hundreds of people wearing Santa Claus costumes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all smashed. And they were so – it was – and I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> it was just like a whole different world, man. I was like, this is awesome. We played. That was the best show. It was, it was at a, a venue called the Hemlock, which I think is gone now. That venue was so oh, much fun. That. Yeah, that venue was so much fun to play, and it was just a crazy night, man. Like I'm sitting there trying to order a burrito across the street, and there's like 20 Santas around me. I'm all, what? The, <laughs> and they're all throwing up in the alleys, and dude, it was crazy. That's, that's beautiful. Was that it like a beautiful. pub pub crawl kind of thing, like a yeah. Santa Claus pub crawl? Yeah, it's crazy, dude. We played a show at Slab City, and that was super oh, interesting. Oh yeah, that was another one. You guys, oh, yeah. you, you guys know Slab City at all? Hmm. So there's a there's an area of town. It's it's out by the salt yeah the Salton Sea, right? And it's it's kind of like a area where people just go to live. And I, I guess the, the kind of reputation is like there's no laws or you know anything, and you know. A lot of people living in trailers out there, but they, they do have a venue there. They have like this outdoor stage and they book bands there. Awesome. So our, our buddies, the patients got us on the show. They did. Um, oh, actually, yeah, this kind of qualifies as a crazy band story. Uh, right, so right. we are, uh, you know, we, we drive out there and it, it, it's, a, it's actually a really cool venue. Like, uh, you know, it's like this outdoor kind of theater, maybe seats about 100 people. Uh, actually, uh, would recommend playing there yeah. uh, if you get the chance. Um, the uh, during our set, a fight breaks out. Oh yeah! <laughs> so it, it turns out it was the promoter. Uh, her name's Jinxie, um, and she's on like I, I think we're playing and and kind of on stage right, like where I'm just kind of looking over, and all of a sudden, like I just see her like wailing away on this other girl, and this other girl's like fighting back. <laughs> And like I, I don't know whether we, we you know what do we do like we keep playing do we stop <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> do we play faster <laughs> like <laughs> you play faster so just yeah yeah so uh, that was that was kind of a weird that was a weird experience I think that was the first time I've ever had a fight break out during a show that was weird so yeah and they all chilled out after the song it was like everything's cool man you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that was what we did. 
<laughs> You're all, all right, go. One, two, three, go. And just keep going. Like, nothing it's ever happens. Start fighting again. <laughs> One of our first shows, we, had, we played in a bar, and we played with this band, and they were like full volume. And then we, we had to keep getting quieter and quieter. Like, till we're at Whisper. They're like, can you turn it down? And like after the first song, we're like, okay. And we were loud, but like, you know, we weren't as loud as, I don't even think it was loud as the first band. Um, and then we were like, all right, so, we, you know, and Steve can't turn drums down. Like, drums are drums, you know? Yeah, that was a drop stick barely on the cymbal. And at a point, it was almost like we're just like that old Nirvana video or whatever, where they're just like, pretending <laughs> they're playing and they're not really playing. We, like, we basically like, gave up. We just, okay. We'll <laughs> It was in Monrovia. It was a sports bar. I mean, yeah, and your friend invited us to play. And I remember getting there and being like, is this going to jail? I don't know. There were so many people there, too. It was, like, weird. There were condos across the street, that's why. Yeah, they were like, the, the yeah. precious uh, people freak out about your loud gym. Helicaster. Oh, it's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Our bad. Sorry. We're a band, you know. Yeah, we played rock we play rock music. Yeah, if you guys know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bad bookings. Um, you know, sometimes I think we uh, we we played a show with. Uh, it was like a guy with like a drum machine and a clarinet who was playing like smooth jazz. Universal. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was at Universal. It was one of it was one of those nights. Oh, that's awesome. And, and, I mean, and, and it was just it was kind of like okay, so you know, like, yeah, like being for the bands, you don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he was pretty good, but <laughs> you know, it was it it was kind of like you know, it kind of goes back to Vic's point about like, you know, it, it's kind of better to find kind of like like-minded people, um, you know, who who um, you know maybe have similar taste in music as opposed to being stuck on kind of one of those variety nights mm-hmm. like here in LA. So, you know, cause it, you know, you can go to, you can definitely get into you know, shows here, but you, you might get stuck on a variety night. <laughs> so, yeah. You're like, we have to follow that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like a game out of band and then like someone that sounds like, you know, like maybe Kenny G and then like us. Cool. Whoa. <laughs> Hope you got some mellow doses for that one. There you go. <laughs> right? yeah. Yep. yeah. That's not the show where somebody threw up all over the drums. Mike, you were telling us about that. Oh, okay. oh Steve, yeah. <laughs> oh, Steve was telling us about that. The, the, the band was called Titanic Titanic. Oh, oh, man. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did we play that night, too? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I think we played. Yeah, yeah. No, that was Cafe Della, right? That was the night that you filled in for them, right? Yeah. It was like, was that the first song? I think he was just about to play. He gets out there. He looks great. And then I see his face bump, like, making that face. He looks right back at me and he peeks all over the bass drum. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, fuck. And then I just it off. And it was great. I was like, let's do this. Oh, great night. Yeah. But um, we recorded it, too, on the Zoom. And, I mean, I love that recording. It just, it. You can just hear them puking first, and then the songs are great. The whole set. Like, That's awesome. <laughs> I don't have to be recording anymore. That is fantastic. Well, it sounds like that'd be like good, like secret track. You know, you used to do those back in the day on. Oh yeah. <laughs> on albums, You're like yeah. Man. Wait a minute, and then it I kicks in. Eye contact with me, and then all of a sudden starts puking everywhere. Like oh crap. Yeah. 
Gotta give him props for keep keeping keeping going though, right? Because I mean, you know, yeah. what, I mean, what do you do? You throw it right before the show, but you stop. You keep, yeah. You know? Right. Jonathan brought all instruments for his band in an Uber, and I was like, because I was loading off an Uber, I was like, holy god, this guy's for real, dude. That was awesome. This guy's for real. The show must go on. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. I'm glad you guys had some stories for us. I'm yeah, all, that's great. I have to admit, sometimes I'm disappointed with the some of the bands we talked to just with that question, you know, yeah. like, what's the craziest story that you've gotten from, from another band? Uh, cities you wish you were from. They had some, a couple of good ones. Yeah. That about, was yeah. But it's about like fights breaking out and what was the other one? He almost, and one of the guys almost got crushed by a speaker. He almost fell on his head. Yeah. That's and, what it was like. Oh, it wow. fell, fell and it almost like, Almost took him out. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Crazy. That band, that band City is like so they were at the they were at three days of space, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. One of the songs they played, I don't know if you guys were there for this. It, it was a cover of a genuine song, right? Yeah. Pony? Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. Yeah. It. That's what that I thought good. it was. Yeah. My yeah. pony. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I heard that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's our buddy Elijah and Tyler. Yeah, they're, Tyler. They're, they're they're from uh, they're Sacramento. Yeah. So if you, if you guys ever want to play Sacramento, hit them up. They'll set up a show. It, yeah, they're cool. We want to. They're really yeah. nice guys, and they're really good. Uh, it's funny because yeah, um, e- Eli took my glasses, my ray pants by accident, uh, and so he messaged me randomly like, "Hey man, you got your sunglasses." That's no accident. You can't trust that man. <laughs> He's like, dude, I'm gonna cop these glasses. I love the fact that that show had so many random, just like everyone's. We're all chatting now. It's, it's cool. It's like, yeah, it's way cool. Yeah, friendships. I feel like those are friendships that last a long time. Yep. So I'm really happy about that. So thanks, thanks for having us today too. It's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, it was all good people there, right? That's how it felt. I was like, this just is just a good vibe all around from. Yeah. musicians from you know all yeah. the friends and family that's here it was just yeah. it was great hell yeah there he is. oh yeah there you go oh yeah there they are there's a future bill right there dude little some gets cool. in cities yeah you get that if it kills you down there and boom there you go that's oh that's a show that's a good show look at tyler's tongue or is that his it's just... <laughs> that's awesome yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's what's cool about stuff like that and out of other bands kind of coming from out of town is you get to meet new people and kind of just, you know, it's just super rad, especially when you just click with people and you can start start friendships after that and really yeah, that's, cool. That's, that, that's, and, you know, I, I, Mikey, I think you're, you come from hardcore, right? Like you, I flexed a couple pet pieces of wax recently that looked like hardcore yeah. records. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, I come from that background, and like, like I said earlier, and uh, a good friend of mine is Scott Vogel. He's in a, he's in a, a band called Terror. Terror um, sick, yeah. So I played guitar in Union, but I also I, I I did a couple nights with his old band Despair, and um, like there's a there's a video I'll I'll send it to you online later. It's, it's me playing with them at the Fireside Bowl in Chicago. It's crazy. Oh, that's rad. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Opening for shelter. Oh hell yeah, that's oh, sweet. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah and our buddies half master from Buffalo as well. 
But my point is, it's just like hardcore music, growing up to that scene, I think that's why I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. Even in like the bar rock scene, like I just can't shake that <clears throat> that need to like have friendships form and, and share bills and sleep on people's floors if I need to and let people sleep on people, you know, although I can't get anywhere. But, you yeah. know, like, but like, I, like I've had so many bands stay with me. I mean, Ted Leo's crashed on my house a bunch of times, you know, like, like all these touring bands that have come through Buffalo, like knew me, you know, like they, I mean, it was just because I was the guy that like, I kept that ethos, that sort of ethic of like, you know, it's, it's all about support. And yeah, like when I'm in a band with like Mike and C were super into that too. I feel like where we can be like friends with other bands and like make camaraderie. And that's crucial, man, because I mean, that's the only indie rock idea keeps going. Like you lose that and it's gone. I mean, yeah. the bands become too cool, you know, and they don't want to like hang out and get to know the other people, then it's fucking done. And like, it's yeah, boring. that's not so, what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. So, I never wanted to play with those bands. It's like, right. And you find yourself in situations where you may sometimes be there with you know so you just whatever but like you know it's not it's never perfect but like you work on it and you try to develop a little thing going for yourself with other fans you like and that's why you know the, the Bakersfield event was such a you know three days in the space was like weird it was like it reminded me of everything I liked about the old like Cleveland hardcore festivals that's cool Detroit I think it was in Detroit um you know just like playing these huge shows like we played this one in like in Pennsylvania one time where like there was 30 bands and we were like the first band or the second band on D number two and like Converge was there and they watched our set, you know, cause they knew they, they heard we were recording with, you know, Brian McTernan in Boston and we became friends with them. And like, they were this huge band, but they were cool as hell. Like, you know, they were the nicest guys. And like, that's the whole thing about it. You know, like, I never forgot that stuff. And so like, yeah. whether my band got huge or not, you know, it was always like, Hey man, you know, whatever. It's just, it meant more to me to, to have that relationship with other people or other bands than to like be this rock guy. Like, nobody right. Talk. It's fucking stupid, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. And that's the nature of that scene, which was, I also love about. It's just, that's, yeah, I love that. I'm glad you brought that up because it's 100% true. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Hey, when was your, uh, your next Palmdale show again? I forgot that, the date. Is that on next that. weekend? Is that next weekend? Yeah, so that that's actually next Friday. So August twenty seventh, we're going to be at uh, Transplants Brewing Company in Palmdale. Uh, so it is us, uh, Arms of Tripoli, who is an awesome instrumental post rock band uh, here nice. from LA, um, and another brand, another band uh, which also looks like a uh, post rock band called uh, Frequency of Bread. They are really sick. Oh, that's there awesome, you go. Man. I love bread. Yeah, if you like bread, yeah, I like bread too. If you like bread and you like lots of guitar tapping, you like that bread. There you go. It makes. Oh yeah. yeah I, I, I'm looking forward to figuring out what the frequency is of, of said bread. <laughs> of said bread, I love that. Yeah. What's the frequency of said bread? You guys reminded me of that commercial with Oprah, where she's like, "I love bread. I eat bread every day." <laughs> <laughs> Bread, motherfucking bread. (laughs) Oh my god! She she didn't say it like that. (laughs) Oh, dude, I almost passed out just now. You know what I'm talking about? It's not just me, right? You've seen that commercial. I got yeah. Yeah. But we need to find that on YouTube. And uh, oh my god, 
That's funny. <laughs> That's great. Maybe she'll be at the show because she's she loves bread, so she'll be there to check it out. Oh, well, she's yeah. <laughs> she's like I'm also curious of the frequency of said bread. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. Palmdale's not too far away. Maybe we can do a field trip. Yeah, yeah. it's like Check an hour. It's like an hour, hour and 15 away. It's not. Yeah, it's no big deal. It's a really nice place, isn't it? I've seen the Yelp stuff on Yeah, that, the owner of the bar, actually, his name is Matt Luker. And we know him. Well, I know him. And Arthur Tripoli knows him because he was in a band that used to share a space with us. So it's kind of this weird, you know, it's, it's cool. been a little bit of a, a reunion of sorts. Um, he's a really nice guy. And they, he owns the, the brewery, I believe him and his, his wife do. Um, so that's that's kind of exciting to see him again, too. And I mean, yeah, it's it's a really nice one. Brand new. You know, they have their own beers and stuff. So it's exciting to go somewhere where, you know, they have their own sort of thing going on and craft it. And it's cool, you know? So. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be out. curious. You have to tell us if there's like a, like a, a, palmdale lancaster kind of scene going on i really have no idea i'm really curious to see what comes of it I, I, they've been doing shows all summer and uh they show huh. the video, there's tons of people like rocking out and all different types of bands like weird ska bands that don't really make much sense but whatever and then like <laughs> like because they're like they're kind of like i don't know what they're doing i love it just kind of right fun. right it's just like what yeah fun. You know, it's like it's just fun music to see play live and then like uh, punk bands, heavy metal bands, um, indie rock bands, hip hop. They have comedy, so I feel like they're trying to do a lot, and it's cool. Like again, Palmdale, just like Bakersfield, just like all the little cool areas mm-hmm. where you know, it's like it's it's the itch that everyone has. They want to go somewhere to see something different. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, crucial, those are crucial spots. You know? For so, sure. I just wish bands would not take the five, take the ninety nine, and grab. Grab some of the venues coming up from Fresno down here to Palmdale and go through. But it's hard to get bands to drive through this area. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Well, it's not weird, but maybe that's the thing if they find out there's more of a scene. You know? yeah. That was Buffalo for a long time. A lot of bands didn't come through Buffalo. And mm-hmm. then they found out they were like this, this really driving in Europe community um, adjacent to like all the hardcore stuff that was happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it became a regular thing but for a while it worked there was no bands you know so so you gotta just build it yeah build it and they will come indeed what you guys are doing yep yeah that's kind of what we're trying to do is like help uh strengthen the scene here and I mean, that's one of the things we wanted to do with this podcast I think we restarted like in the pandemic just to keep in touch with our friends too like our, our musician yeah. buddies, you know, it's like, oh, we used to see them at shows on the weekends, but now that's not happening. So now we can't do that. Yeah. Let's get them on here. We kind of, yeah, we were in bands together for a long time in the past and we just started something up again. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. A, new- it's a new band. Oh, cool. A new thing. Yeah. It's yep. fun. Writing some, writing some music. It's been a lot of fun. So, when are you guys going to start playing out? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it'd be that much longer. We have we have like almost four songs now, so probably a couple more, and we'll probably start looking at that. I think. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. A couple of us are pretty rusty, like um, myself and our drummer. 
you know, we kind of took some time off and had kids and started families and that kind of stuff. And then try to get back into it. It's like, oh man, I used to be able to like hear, I always think like, I used to be able to just hear this thing in my head and make it happen on my guitar, you know? Now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, give me, give me a few minutes. I give me a minute here. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but it's, it's all coming back. It's fun. Yeah. I think yeah, man, I would say it feels the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I was like that at the beginning of some guests because it had been so long since I played. Like I, I actually, you know, I, I, I couldn't keep up with those two guys for a while at the beginning. It was like, but you know, eventually got it, but yeah, it was a little rough at the very beginning. Yeah. Like, I, used, I used to be able to do this, but You're like what happened? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all coming back though. Every time we get together and play, yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm feeling like, I mean, it's all it's all fun the whole time but i'm like okay i'm feeling like competent again you know <laughs> like here we go yeah yeah, yeah. it's great for us we definitely want to check it out when it's ready absolutely oh, sure, yeah. man. you know we go back and you guys haven't had to do this for a long time we're trying to find a band name it's the hardest fucking thing like to think of a band name for us <laughs> Wow. We got we got the spreadsheet going, and we're like, nope, 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 nope. You know. <laughs> like, so if you guys have any band names that you were on your B list, send them our way. Yeah, yeah, send them our way. <laughs> we might use them. <laughs> I, have, I have a band name that I could give you. <laughs> what? All right. But it's it would depend. It depends. You might not like it. Uh, so I was, I would because I was thinking it would be so fun to start a band called Job Quitters, and you know, like. Just I don't know if it would fit what you're thinking or doing, but I was like a funny band name and also fun to, to read on a block, you know. Like, Job quitters. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. We'll pose it. We'll pose it to the rest I'll of the band. See it. what's up. I'll put it yeah. in the group group text. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do something like They'll politely put that on the spreadsheet, then maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else is what? rough is there's just so many bands out there and everybody's connected now, you know, on like Bandcamp and Spotify and all that. So once in a while we'll think of one. And we're like, this is pretty rad, and then we'll look it up. And we're like, oh, there's already like ten bands with that name. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. That was some yes man. We lucked out. I just, I just threw this idea at the guys. I was like, someone said something in a. I was standing in line, and someone was like buying some gifts. Basically, they were like, they're on their cell phone talking really loud in earshot of everyone in line, and they were just being really awful. And then I just find some fucking gifts. I don't know, just give them some gifts, whatever. And I was like, <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. That's where it came from. That's yeah, awesome. like some, like just so offhanded. Like, just, it's okay. That's fantastic. That's a funny band name. Like, if, and if they like it, great. If they don't, whatever, I'll save it for something else. Yeah. Um, they liked it. I mean, yes. Because the band, yes, band names are a fucking nightmare. It is. <laughs> I, I, I've had the luck of being in bands that I've, most of the bands I've liked are names. Um, there's been a couple I'm like, okay, I'll just be in this band. You know? uh, Little Red Wagon, I'm looking at you. Uh, <laughs> thought that was stupid. But the music's great. Um, but like, you know, when you when you labor over it too much, it's like, it, it kind of sucks. So some gifts was nice and simple. Just happened. Yeah. Simple, you know, two syllables. Yeah. I think we're waiting for that to happen where it, it just it comes out naturally. Because yeah. we don't need 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 one right now. So it's kinda of yeah. like we're we're letting it sort of Yeah. I need I guess I just need to start eavesdropping on people's conversations. <laughs> I'm telling you, Bob Pollard will your lyrics will come from things you hear. <laughs> yeah. 
for sure. Oh, I was going to say, since we're talking about your band name, what it always makes me think of is uh, I had this guitar teacher when I was a kid and uh, we, we were having like a, uh, performance. It was, it was a school. I went to this like performing arts elementary school and everybody was playing like whatever song they had, you know, a little, little ditty kind of thing. And there's, he's going to showcase all 12 of us or whatever. And then, um, he was trying to give us kind of like a pep talk before we went on. And he had this really thick accent. He spoke kind of broken English, but he said the nicest thing, right? But what he said, he said, you know, this is the stage. This is just a place for you to display some gifts. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, everybody was like, I know what you mean. I know what you're trying to say, you know? So when I saw your name on the flyer right away, I just like, boom, went right, right. back to the old guitar teacher. That's display so cool. display some gifts. <laughs> that's awesome. I think, I think that's in our bio, too, for this show. I think we have something like that. I think so. I think I used that line. I can't remember. I know. We have a pretty cool bio, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our bio rocks, man. Oh, we got yeah. a pretty rocking bio, dude. Sick. So, yeah, why don't we go and talk about that, dude? <laughs> now here's the bro moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for Mikey. Oh, Mikey, you didn't hold up your uh, your promise, but I guess there wasn't really a pit at at the three days in space. Oh yeah, I was supposed but to on take this my show. Shirt he always says, yeah. "Take your shirt off in the pit." What was the show? Oh, that was that was a promise. <clears throat> it's a it's a promise. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I mean, I did go and you know, because I do love a good pit. Um, I'll I'll yeah. I didn't do it the last show that I went to, so I might have to. I'll debut the uh, the shirtless pit the next Bakersfield show that happens. <laughs> Usually the shirtless guy in the pit is one I try to stay away from. Right, and I go right for him, dude. I go right for him, dude. (laughs) I start dancing with that guy. Let's go, boy. Is it? uh, Is it just? Is it just to get your shirt off? Like, do you have a message that you like put on your chest or something like that? Or that's a a good choice. You know what? I may have to consider that because I I may be able to shave the message. Could advertise killer hair. That's a good idea. Right. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I have a lot of. I I K Y like right right <laughs> put a little icky on there yeah <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty good that'd be good or I'll just shave my whole body and then when I take my shirt off people will be like what that's not what happens <laughs> <laughs> that's <Yeah>. not natural <laughs> everyone's like dude you have more hair I know you do. <laughs> All right, I'll, this I'll, is... I'll shave the front, and leave the back. We want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me think of that game Othello. Remember that one with the black and white <laughs> pieces <laughs> on the board? The pieces? <laughs> <laughs> I never played that game, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Othello. Isn't it a Shakespeare play? That too, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's fantastic. Soul taker. I'll take your soul, bro. If I see you in the pit, dude, your soul will be removed. Awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. About time you guys showed up. No, I'm just kidding. We love you guys. Finally. Finally. (laughs) Yeah, Fan Call Kevin is great. One of my favorite bands right now. Yeah, they're great, man. Yeah, they're they're killer, right? Powerful. 
Raw kick ass rock music in here. Love it. Yep. They gotta come here. They gotta get them here. Oh, for sure. You gotta do it up. Um did we want to uh close this out with a with a, another song from the, the new record or the newest record? Sure. What uh sure. what would you guys what would you guys like to what you guys like to play here? Dave will Dave will cue it up for us. Uh, Mike, you want to do Sapling? Sure. Awesome. Second to last track, Sapling. Yeah. It's a weird one. It's fun. Awesome. I love it. I like that one. Weird guitar stuff. We didn't do it on the recording, but I want. I hope he does it live at some point. I think he did it live. Still do it live. Okay. (laughs) Nice. Crazy on the talk. Hell yeah! Cool. Well, thank you guys for jumping on with us. Really appreciate it. I had, I had a blast tonight. So much fun. It's good to kind of kind of talk about the band and how, everything you guys have done. And so that was really cool. Thank you. Yeah, great to chat with you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great to mm-hmm. chat with you too. Yeah, look forward to more your shows with you guys and come to LA. Hopefully, we'll come back up there. Absolutely. Right on. We'll get some Everybody stuff go. set up. Yeah. Seriously. Hell yeah. Check out some gifts. Hell yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Have a good night. And uh, we'll close it out with this uh, sweet, sweet jam. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys.